what began as an experiment to bring my 11-year-old daughter into my business has evolved into Our Young Creators, a podcast, a training center, and a movement dedicated to equipping kids with real-world marketable skills so that they can fund their own brighter futures. We're here to inspire you to turn consumption time on devices into creation time and use technology as a tool to bond and not bicker with your kids. Join us each week as we share the inner workings of our partnership and bring you stories from guests of all ages and from all walks of life on our quest to nurture and to celebrate our young creators. Welcome back to Our Young Creators, the podcast. I'm so excited you're tuning in today because we have a special guest here today that I think is going to blow you away with what she has created. I have just started partnering with her and going through her process, and it's been so much fun. I cannot wait to share her expertise with you. Bonnie Bruderer is the founder of Binge Networks, and at Binge Networks, They help audio and podcast creators reach millions of people with their media syndication service. I am so glad to welcome you to the show, Bonnie. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here with everyone today. I would love to know the backstory. I want to dive into Binge Networks for sure and talk about that amazing service you're offering, but I want to know how you got to this place where you're now helping other content creators become syndicators. <laughs> so evolution, that's, that's how we got here. Um, my background, I started my career in tech and media. So way, way early on, I worked for some top internet companies like City Search and NBC Internet and Active Networks. And I learned all about new and emerging technology. And then I took a pivot in my career for almost 20 years and I followed my passion. And I worked with professional speakers like Tony Robbins, Harvey McKay, um, and many others and helped do their events and coaching and all kinds of things. And really while I was doing that, I was creating content, but we didn't call it that back then. I wrote books, I did radio. It was like traditional medias back then, which now we just call content creators. And my dream was always to do television. So five years ago, I moved from California to New York City to start a television show, not knowing what I was doing. I had to go to TV producer school. Um, I got the show picked up on cable access in New York City and three different cable networks. And all of a sudden had this need to be able to monetize what we were doing because I was really doing it out of a passion. I was working as a coach at the time. And so needed to look at what was happening in the industry with the emergence of social media and connected device television and OTG companies. And so over the years, we evolved. And what started as a television talk show and just producing content, just like we're doing today, um, then grew into this massive media network. So today we have this multi-channel network, just like a YouTube or a Netflix 
um, for the everyday person. And then we syndicate each show on our network on 50 different television outlets. So um, that's really how we started. We just sort of followed what was happening in the industry and followed where the direction the media was going. And it's been a lot of work. And I'm proud to say Binge has over 200 content creators and channels um, with distribution all over the world. And what an amazing accomplishment to start with this dream of wanting to create a television show to now being in a place where you're helping other content creators be able to take their message far and wide. That's such an amazing thing. And you were so smart in taking a look at what's around you because I know for me sometimes it's really easy to get this tunnel vision. You have this thing, yeah. you want to do this thing and you sometimes forget about what's happening out here. So being able to harness the energy and the movement towards all this new media outside that tunnel was such a smart move. And I'm so glad that you were able to, to really pay attention to those clues as you were moving through your, your adventure in TV. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's interesting as an entrepreneur to know when to pull the plug, right? So we all, I, I think that like to be a, an entrepreneur, you need to be tenacious and you need to persevere through many things, but you have to be able to separate like what is a failing strategy that you're just super committed to and then what is actually going to be a better decision <laughs> to follow. And, you know, for us, we saw that early on. We were so frustrated with the cable show and we're like, yeah, we're on cable. No one was watching. So we had to go look at, well, what are they watching? Well, they're watching YouTube. They're watching Netflix. They're watching Hulu and really develop something that spoke to that audience. And that's so great. And that, that word binge is so, so much a part of our vernacular these days about binge watching shows on these different platforms, like you mentioned. So again, such a smart idea to be able to incorporate a word people are using already and then make that part of your brand. Thank you. Yeah, once, um, you know, I'll tell on myself, um, one of my guilty pleasures is that I binge watch like crazy. I have such an <laughs> life. And, you know, it's Friday night. I look at my Hulu and it's green, 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 new show. And to me, that is just like pure heaven. I've got my dog. I'll get some ice cream. I can binge watch. And so I wanted to, to be able, you know, people always say like, do what you love and the money will follow. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I really love television. So, um, so anyway, thank you for saying that. And it's been, you know, the name has been very well received and, and we're having some great successes. So we're very excited about the network. And we are definitely binge watchers in this house too. I have an 11 year old and a 14 year old and we all watch different shows. So it's so funny that we can all be home together on some days. We have space to spread out and watch our own yeah. shows and we'll come back and chat about them and, and have a meal and, and really interact. So it's an interesting way to grow up versus, you know, the time when I grew up when, you know, there was a single television, we didn't have cable, there was just very few things to watch, where today, there's so much to consume. And it's sometimes difficult as a parent to stop that consumption cycle and then start creating things yeah. that other people can consume. And that's really our passion here at Our Young Creators is to help parents and kids really start to bond over technology. Because I know lots of parents are not tech savvy, or they wouldn't consider themselves tech savvy, but their kids are. So now they're speaking different languages. And so we're, we're attempting to bring them to this place where they can speak about things back and forth and move forward together. Yeah, 
It's so important. And we learned so much. I mean, so many of our, um, they're not employees, but like the contractors that work with Binge, they're, you know, half my age, literally. And they come up with the best ideas. So many things that we've implemented and that we've created over time with Binge have come from, you know, the younger generation and having these ideas and being in there and being savvy. So I love that you've taken it even further back um, in that you're teaching these young people and, and their parents. I think it's just extraordinary what you've created. Well, thank you so much. It's been a really fun experience getting to this place. And when I hear stories like yours of taking something that you had an idea about and running with it and then making it something even bigger, that gets me so excited about these young kids, about the ideas that they have now are so novel and interesting, and they're still little. I can only just imagine as they grow older and they grow up in an environment where their creativity is being nurtured, this desire to carve out their own path is being nurtured. It's just such an exciting time because maybe one day these kids will come to you and say, Bonnie, I listened to you on this podcast and I would love to create with you. You know, it's so true. It just came from the New Media Summit, and there was a podcaster there. She's eight years old. Her name was Neva, and she has this incredible show. I don't know if she's part of your network, but it was interesting to watch her interact. Here you have 40 icons, 39 other icons that are all, so in some cases, five times her age, if not more. Um, and she held this space and this presence. Like, every time she spoke, I was just jaw-dropped because she was so powerful and not coming across as a child, like coming across as a change maker in the world. And so it really doesn't matter how old you are. If you have a message and a passion, technology today can help you create anything. And, you know, I've experienced that myself. Like I was able to build a network. That's not an easy thing to do, but technology is available these days and that you can figure it all out. Yes, and I, I love the idea, too, of just inspiring this, this creativity. So like you said, people can take advantage of this new media that's coming out. They can be on the ground floor and help develop what the next new thing is. And it's such an exciting time in history to be able to be raising kids and to be able to connect with people in a real way using all of this technology. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a question for you about when you were a kid. Yeah. When, when you were a kid, did you have the notion that you wanted to be on television or what was your thoughts when you were maybe 10 or 11? <laughs> what did you think you were going to be? So, um, wow. Yes. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what to call it, but when I, so I had this neighbor, Heather Hill, and she lived one house away from us and her father was a carpenter. And so in the summers when we were in school, my parents would send us to work with Robin, her father. And I remember he was renovating this one place and we were in like their pool room and they had this overlook, like it was an upstairs, downstairs. And I would make Heather sit there and do the news. You know, I would, and I would have <laughs> fake papers and I would, we would make a broadcast, you know, each day. And then when I went to college, um, I initially started with news editorial as my major and then switched over to journalism, public relations. 
But um, I had this girlfriend, Melissa, and we just joked around, you know, for our friends. We weren't old enough to go to the bars. So we would have our friends over and we would, you know, serve them wine and we would do this talk show and we would just, <laughs> there was no social media back then. If there was, we would definitely be YouTube stars. But we would just sort of have people in our living room and we would entertain them. It was improv, but we would like cover things that had happened on the campus that week and things that were funny with our friends. And People loved it. We would get strangers like knocking on our door saying, I've heard about the talk show or the girls here. Come on in. Um, so I think it's something that was inherent in me. I never really like purposely, you know, again, pre-social media, pre any of these tools being available. Um, thank God in a lot of ways that we don't have footage of that. But it, it was, um, you know, I think it's something that's in you a lot of times when you feel like you have a message or you feel like you have something that you want to communicate or just tell other, like other people's stories. That's my favorite thing. So I always wanted to, um, you know, to act or to, not, not, not act. That's not the right word, but to be able to convey, you know, other people's stories and what they're doing and talk about it, whether it be news or someone interesting. So yes, I think that at 10, it was definitely in me. What a fun story. And really <laughs> just reminds us all that, even from the time we're little, there are things that we naturally gravitate towards. There yeah. are things that we're really good at, and we kind of dismiss them thinking they're just the fun things, but then to do this 180 or 360 and come all the way back to those roots and to do what you do now, what a fun story to be able to share and to let parents listening to this podcast know and their kids that we need to start looking for these clues and yeah. really start encouraging our kids to experience new things and explore. And if they have an interest, to push them further into that interest to see where it'll go. Yeah. And another, just to piggyback on that point, like for me, it took another 30 years in the professional world or 20 something years in the professional world to bring that out. So it wasn't until about three years ago, um, I was interviewed by one of the alumni at Chico State. They sent someone out to New York and I was like a success story. And they had asked me if I, you know, foresaw this happening because I had a talk show in New York City. We just, we've been acclaimed. We'd won some awards. Um, and I said, no. And it was literally in that interview, the first time it occurred to me that I majored in journalism, that that mm -hmm. was my target that I was going for. But it, you know, I went away from it for so many years. I did sales, I did marketing, I did coaching other things. Um, but I think to your point is so important as parents, like see those, those talents, I guess, if you want to call them, or those tendencies that your kids are good at and develop those. So they don't have to spend, you know, all those decades, like not following their dream. Absolutely. And, and I have a similar story in that when I went to college, I actually went to go study medicine. That was my intended path. Uh -huh. And it was because, you know, I, I really enjoyed connecting with people and serving them and helping them. But as I went through this college experience, I discovered that particular path was not for me. But because I had made this declaration saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to hang my hat on this peg and be this. And of course, the family was excited about it. Yeah. It was really hard. And it took me a long time to finally say, you know what? That is not what I'm passionate about. And I really need to listen to this inner voice and do something more in, in, in a creative endeavor that's going to fill my soul rather than sucking it dry in the other field that I was going to go into. So true. So true. 
Love it. Were your parents supportive of all of your, your broadcasting notions and your ideas and doing these little talk shows with your friends? <laughs> no. Um, you know, it's funny. I come from, I, I always say like the Murphy's Law family and my parents used to always say, don't get your hopes up. You'll be just, you'll just be disappointed. Or like they would tell me the negatives of something versus the positives. And the other, um, a couple of years ago, I was in a movie called Fight Valley and uh, I was cast because somebody had seen me on my talk show. And so I, I ended up landing a number of roles in different films because of that and fitting a perfect role. And my dad was so funny because he'd follow along on Twitter and then he texted me like, oh babe, I'm so excited. I saw you filming. I'm like, dad, you know I'm on television every single day, right? Like they, it doesn't even register because to so many people, it doesn't seem like a real job. You know, mm -hmm. they're kind of like, ask you are you gonna get a job one day and i'm like oh my god you have no idea what i do do you um so it's interesting like they're supportive from the perspective of they always know like oh you're whatever you do you'll be great at that's fine but they really don't get this industry and they don't get the impact that we're able to make on the world and um yeah which is kind of funny absolutely and as a parent too i have to make really conscious choices a lot on how do I encourage this without sounding discouraging? Or how do I help them get to where they want to go and sort of seeing maybe there's an easier path that I can guide them towards? Yeah, and it's definitely a balancing act too because I know as parents are saying, hey, I'm not understanding what I'm doing, wanting to be supportive, but because they don't understand exactly what it is that I do, it's hard for them to know what to say. So parents listening, definitely search within yourselves and find some dialogue that's going to help propel your kids and not necessarily turn them away from their passions, but maybe help them get there in a different way. Yeah, and I think just the conversations. I always try to do that with my niece and nephew when I see little things that they're good at. Um, you know, just asking questions. Like, is that something that you would like to do? One of my, or my niece, not one of them, but my niece is um, very good with animals. You know, so we have conversations about that. Are you interested in being a vet? Do you want to help people? Like, what is, and I think that that's so um, important to start early on because again, just like my experience, if I had somebody doing that to me, I probably would have fallen into that role and um, been able to do what I want to do much earlier. Absolutely. Yes. Recognize the signs, encourage those signs, ask questions, be curious about what they're doing, and have your kids show you what they're interested in to see how you can play a role in helping to accelerate that. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So I want to talk now about Binge Network specifically and about how you work with people who are putting together their TV stations, the whole works because the people that I serve are families who are getting into this podcasting space because one, they have a message to share and a television network is certainly a great place to do that. But two, they're wanting to create time with their kids and give these kids tools they can then take and serve others with and fund their own adventures like college. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, simply put, the easiest way to explain binge, it's sort of like Netflix for the everyday person. So we have our own platform where you can have a channel um, like Hulu or like Netflix or YouTube, and we brand it to your look and feel. And then you and your creator can create content but what's different about us is once you upload that content to our platform, it gets syndicated or aired on 50 different networks. 
So we built the Binge Networks app within 50 different smart television and OTT companies. So we basically take your content and we help get it out to the world because that can be one of the biggest challenges as a content creator. You make this great video, you have this great message, you put it up on YouTube and nobody watches it. Um, or Facebook, you know, you have to buy ads behind it. So we wanted to create this platform that solved for that and that allowed people to publish their content in a very easy and efficient way and get it in front of large audiences. And what a gift that is because as a content creator, that's always been the biggest frustration is the content is there. What the heck do I do with it? No one's watching it. Where do I put it? I have to wait for this thing to download and upload to five or six different sites. And it's a full day process for a single video. So yeah. I love that you make it so easy. You create the content, you upload it, and then your team and your software does the work for us and takes all of those hours off our plate so we could, we could be freed up to really create more content. Absolutely. That's what a creator should do. And, you know, like I said, we started because I was on cable television and nobody was watching. So I look, well, where are they watching? Well, they're watching on Hulu, they're watching on YouTube. And so we wanted to create that platform that really is about creators, for creators, by creators. And, and that's what Binge does. Takes your content, places it everywhere. So let's talk about the process because I want people to understand the simplicity of what you've created here as far as getting your channel started. Yeah, yeah, it's super simple. Um, I know you'll post a link somewhere above, below, to side, <laughs> somewhere. Um, but basically, you just decide to register for a channel. And so you come on board immediately. You'll be welcomed with an email. We let, we, we let you know what we need from you, which is simply a thumbnail and a slider. And then our team will enable um, your channel for uploads. You will simply create a username and password like you would on Facebook or YouTube upload your content, and then every video you upload within 24 hours gets syndicated out to all of those other channels. So Apple, Roku, Amazon, etc. Um, so super simple process to get started, um, but really it puts you on the global stage. It allows you to have your content seen in so many different ways in so many different places. Um, and it's a very simple process. Yeah, I love how easy you have made it. And it really is the press of a button and you can share your message with this global audience. Yes. If people have a channel like a YouTube channel or they're doing Facebook lives or they're wanting to do simply simple audio podcasts, how would you recommend that they create content for binge? So we make it super simple for that as well. We have a partnership with Repurpose.io, which is a technology that will take your content either from a Facebook Live or an audio podcast and put it into a format that you can then upload to your binge channel. Um, if you already have a YouTube channel, there's no reason why you can't just use that content on your binge channel. And again, the benefit is we're going to put you in front of so many other audiences. So we don't want to be something that's going to take more of your time or more of your creative energy. We just want to repurpose what you've already done and get it into all of these different avenues. That's awesome because Hanny's stuff that repurpose is something that we use in our business that saves yeah. so much time. So I love now, literally, I can just do my one thing and now it can go exactly where I need. I don't have to do any extra steps. So thank you for partnering with him. And he's actually going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. So it's oh, exciting for everyone to hear 
how they can really start to automate this process and really, like you said, focus on the content creation, not what happens behind the scenes. Yeah, it's so true. His, his repurposed software is brilliant. I mean, we use it ourselves with our mm -hmm. channels. We do a live um, binge show every single day on our Facebook page that automatically gets published. So it's a really great partnership and, um, you know, we're very happy. That is amazing. Now, is there a magic time length to be putting together a show for your platform? So we don't have any specific requirements. What I will tell you, the industry shows that the highest consumed video is a two-minute video. So you don't have to be spending a ton of time creating content. You can do a quick two-minute video, pop that on your channel, and that's what people are interested in watching. That said, you know, we do have people that do hour-long shows. We have people that do 30-minute shows. We have 30-second shows. But you want to kind of think about short-form content. Think about your message and who you're trying to reach and where they're going to be when they're watching it. So on a Stairmaster, maybe commuting, you know, people have a very limited amount of time. So a short video is a great way to get some value across and to also ensure that people are going to have time to watch it. That's so great because one of the things we talk about when I work with podcasting families is we talk about the whole idea of the Alexa flash briefing and that two-minute daily little segment that they can record for people to listen to on Amazon. Yeah. I love that now they can repurpose that two-minute content for Binge. They're not having to record something different. They can say, hey, here we are. This is what we do for more. Head to our website. I just, you've made the process so much easier because I was thinking, okay, two-minute Alexa, you know, 30-minute podcast, seven-minute video. I was struggling with how that's going to all work together in my schedule, but I love that two minutes is a good show length. That makes me so happy. Yeah, we want to, yeah. I mean, if you add up all the two minutes, seven minutes, 14 minutes that you have to do in a day, there's, it's more than 24 hours. So again, we just really want to take that one thing that you've done and get it as many places as possible. That's the secret to content is recirculating what you've created so that you can get as many earballs and eyeballs <laughs> as possible. So I, this morning I was diving into some of the different channels and different content creators, and I noticed a couple of things. One of them, I noticed that there's a lot of different categories. Do you recommend any particular category, or how do content creators choose which category is most effective for them? Well, we allow for our channels to be featured in multiple categories because so many of our people are entrepreneurial, but they're also inspirational and possibly business or sales focused. So we can list you in multiple genres, genres, categories. We use that interchangeably. Um, we also have a podcast uh, genre. So wherever you are, say you're a foodie show and you do these two minute tips on, on how to prepare great meals. We would put you in the foodie section, but then also in the podcast section so that people that are looking for that type of content can find you. That's so amazing. Thank you for letting us do multiple because I've been in different pieces of software where you have to choose one. And then I stress about, well, I really, like you said, most content creators overlap into so many different genres. So thank you for that. Yeah. The second thing I noticed too is that there's a, there are some face-to-face -face videos inside the channels, but there's also something that Repurpose creates, which is the waveform, where, yeah. the, where podcasters are literally using what 
repurpose is creating for them and putting that directly up there. Are there any pros and cons to doing one or the other? You know, I, I wish that I could say that you should have a video channel and that that's going to be the way to be because we're a video. That's how we started. Um, I myself, and I've seen this with other people, like I listen to the reinvention radio show every single time they post a new episode. And for some reason I keep the channel up, even though it's the wave file and I keep looking at it. And of course it doesn't change. <laughs> it's just the same way of going through for an hour. Um, but I, I think that there's benefits in both. And the, the reason why, for me, audio, for some reason, I'm more hyper-focused when I listen to it. Whereas if it's a video, I might be inclined to like run over and wash some dishes, let the dog out. Um, but audio, I think because you can't see something, you have to really focus. Right. So I think that there's benefits to both. Okay. That's so great. And that, again, leaves open the possibilities for so many ways to create content in a two-minute short format that podcasters are already creating already. We can just take a little snippet of that and open ourselves up to a new audience. Yes, definitely. Fantastic. So if people are wanting to move forward with Binge and find out more about what you offer there, how is the best way for them to connect with you? So they can reach out directly. My email is pr at bingenetworks.tv. Um, you can also click on the link that you'll provide, and that has a video. It has testimonials. It has all kinds of information on having a channel on Binge. And again, for anyone listening, this is such an incredible opportunity for you to take something you're already creating, repurpose it in a huge way, and reach multiple tens of thousands of people with that single piece of content. So we have to celebrate today. And Bonnie, I want to thank you so much for this amazing platform you've created and for making it so, so easy for content creators to share what they are most passionate about. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And we look forward to having a lot of your young creators on Binge. I'm excited for these little guys to take to the stage and shine and really show the world that kids have so much potential. They have so many great ideas. And we really want to start celebrating where they are now and celebrating the journey they're going to have. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. Before you head out on the rest of your day, I want to ask you a question. What are you going to do with what you've learned on this podcast? Are you going to store it inside of your phone and have it there as a reminder of things you want to do? Or are you going to take action? If your answer is taking action, then I invite you to join us inside of Ninja School. We just opened the doors last week, and this program was developed because of all of the questions we kept getting asked about how the heck do we get our message on so many different platforms. Inside of Ninja School, it's all about taking massive action. Not only are we going to learn the tactical aspects of incorporating some tools and software into our businesses, we're also going to dive into a bit of strategy so that there is a reason why you're sharing your message and you're wanting to get it on more platforms. 
Now look, I know summer is coming up and you probably want to work a little bit less inside of your business. I totally get it. And if that is you, you definitely want to join us in Ninja School because we're going to learn to automate the process of getting our message on multiple platforms. And we're talking 50 plus. And we're going to be able to do it in less time than you're probably taking right now to get on just a handful. If this sounds like something you're ready to incorporate into your business to free up time and to reach more people, then my friends, I invite you to head over to bit.ly forward slash OYC Ninja. And I look forward to helping you, holding your hand, and taking massive action together. Head over to bit.ly slash OYC Ninja. Cheers, my friends.